Boom, 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 Arr. Holiday. Um, Pirate. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, it's actually just the regular cast of the Tough Cut. Pirates have not yet mutinied over this podcast. Yeah, that'd be crazy if we were planning a mutiny. I mean, if they were, if the pirates were planning a mutiny. Aren't we all three equals? Who, who, wh- who's getting mutinied here? Yeah, that'd be crazy if we said we're all three equals, but one of us feels like he's less than the other three, and so he wants to overthrow uh, the tyranny of, you know, the the system and make a new system. That'd be crazy. I'm just saying that'd be wild. Yeah, honestly, not convinced. So yeah. there's a there's a German movie named Pirate Vacation, <laughs> um, but I don't know what it is or what it's about. Honestly, chances are um, Santa gets killed by pirates in that movie. Hey, that sounds pretty cool. Also, I tuned out while you guys were um, talking about. Don't uh, worry about it. It was really important. And it will come back. Um, No mutinies here. Um, No mutinies? Oh, that's good. Anyway, with that, (laughs) um, hello and welcome back. We're the Tough Cut Podcast. Um, This is episode 64. Mm -hmm. Um, Pirate Bracket Part 2, and I'm Matthew. I'm Alex. I'm Jakey, Jakey, Jakey. Yeah, and coming at you in today's episode, we've got Treasure Planet versus Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl, and Muppet Treasure Island versus <laughs> Hook, um, <laughs> which should be a lot of fun. Yes. However. <laughs> it should however, be a lot of fun. <laughs> however. Yeah, we'll save it for the end. What? What's this about? What? what are we doing here? Nothing, nothing. Matt, what, what, what else do we say? What else do we say? You can't not talk for like 30 seconds and then just say, I'll save it for the end. What? What else do we say before we jump into the episode, boys? Look, all I'm saying is we're going to be spoiling these movies. We're a little spoil, spoil. You know, you, you live life on the high seas. Like, we're recording this from a boat in the Caribbean. Caribbean? We haven't decided. Caribbeaners. We're recording this from our carabiners while we're mountain climbing. Jake, are you going to make that joke every time we talk about one of the Pirates every of the Caribbean time. movies? Yeah, every okay, cool, time. Cool, cool, cool. It's mostly like, it just <laughs> helps me uh, break down how to say that word and not feel like silly about it, you know? Because mm. there's going to be mm. one diehard fan that's like, it's Caribbean or it's Caribbean. And I'm going to be like, it's carabiners. I could say it's Care Bear. Would that be better? Ooh, I, like- I think you need to come up with a new word. Okay, every, every week. So this week's was Care Bear. This week is Care Bear. Well, okay, so we're we're off on the Care Bear Seas, and, you know, we don't have a fridge on the Care Bear Seas, so uh, things get spoiled, and that's what we'll do on the podcast. Uh, we're going to be spoiling these movies. Uh, yeah, no, it was, it, uh, I had something. I, I was going somewhere. <laughs> I I'm promise. like, are you about to ask people for money because we're dying <laughs> at sea? Like, I'm very confused. I would never ask them for money. Uh, no, actually, I think I have already on the podcast. I think several times, actually. Three or four times. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> well, that's on, that's on our audience for not giving me money when I ask. That's, that's on fair. our, that's on our editor for not cutting out you asking for money. <laughs> 
you know, that yes. editor's probably just horrifically underpaid like every host here. Right, right. <laughs> we'll be spoiling these movies, maybe some other movies. This is a spoiler podcast. Uh, we're not afraid to spoil movies, so keep an eye out. Yeah, for it's that. been a really productive uh, five-minute intro here. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I'm going to uh, take that and jump right in with introducing Pirates of the Caribbean, Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl. Released in 2003, directed by Gore Verbinski. Woo! Yeah, yar har, yar har. I be a Gore pirate and I'm coming back. in to hijack your introduction. I'm introducing pirate, uh, Treasure Planet in the middle of your introduction of Pirates of the Caribbean. Because <laughs> oh, no, I'm a pirate. A I'm oh, hijacking it. Treasure Planet, it. released in 2002. Directed by John Musker and Ron Clements. Mm. Um, I didn't prep uh, this... Or um, a pirate never preps. Um, so I'm going to read off Google again. A legendary loot of a thousand worlds inspires an intergalactic treasure hunt when 15-year-old Jim Hawkins stumbles upon a map to the greatest pirate trove in the universe in Walt Disney Pictures' thrilling animated space adventure, Treasure Planet. Uh, based off of one of the greatest adventure stories ever told, Robert Louis Stevenson's Treasure Island. This film follows Jim's fantastic journey across a parallel universe as cabin boy aboard a glittering space galleon. It's Treasure Island, but in space. There we go. Yeah, we got there. Yeah, yeah, in space. Yeah, it's, it's good. Very literally. It's very good. That, that was, in fact, the pitch. Yep. Uh, sorry for hijacking you, Matt, but... I was wearing tis the season of pirates, you know, that's the most polite piracy I've ever seen. Yeah, I endorse polite pirates. Well, I guess we, we are on the same crew, so I didn't want to like, you know, totally. Yeah, no, there's no planned mutiny. No mutiny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Wink. Wink. Mm-hmm. Wink. So there's another movie. It's go. Oh, no, we should talk about how we feel about it. Yeah, sure. How do we? I'd be like, I what, picked what, this I movie because pitch? going into this bracket, it was my favorite uh, rendition of Treasure Island. Um, mm-hmm. Going into it, though. Yeah, because I don't want to reveal where I'm at mm-hmm. with Treasure Island yet because it would uh, either make or break Jake's little heart. Yeah, it uh, um, very <laughs> it would. <laughs> I think this is like such a good movie that for whatever reason, totally bombed. Uh, on the box office and just disappeared. And Disney like tried to like smother it, it and bomb. shovel it down. It did um, bomb, which is and I have no well. idea why. Because it like uh, is. Well, I mean, I guess lot. it's like it, it's it was a fantastically expensive movie and Disney uh, did not advertise it well at all. Um, they yeah, had to use yeah. Some, like, that new much. 3D rendering tech for a ton of this film. Oh, so they didn't go the James Cameron route where they're like, this is the most technologically advanced film ever. Go fucking see it because it's animation and no one gave a shit. Disney was like, instead, we could just make 3D animated films that are way cheaper and way more profitable. So that's why Princess and the Frog didn't make as much money because it was on the cusp of like it was the last one to use that animation Mm -hmm. style, which is not for like 10 years after this. Yeah, like this movie killed 2D animation at Disney Studios, basically. Yeah. Wild. Absolutely well, but it, wild. like what's crazy about it is like they they didn't market it like at all. And so it bombed. No. And it's just such a shame because it really is, I think, an amazing movie. Beautifully it was only done. for something that bombed. It only like was negative. I know this sounds like still a lot of money, but it was only negative <laughs> 30 million. Like it, it almost made its budget. At least it almost broke zero. Like from 110 million to 140 million was the difference. Like, you know, so. Yeah. I mean, it lost money, though. I feel like I that know. is yeah. No matter what, losing yeah, any Disney's money is going to look at it, and it's up, Disney, yeah. so it's like if you a don't punishable at least make, offense yeah. by the mouse himself, walk the plank, as it were. 
How do you like mm-hmm. it, Matthew? So if the fact that I have a keen interest in production history doesn't <laughs> reveal anything, I love this movie. Yeah. Um, I super, super, super wanted to pick this, but Alex uh, beat me to the punch. So I ended up selecting some other movies instead. Much like Alex, it was going into this bracket. I think my favorite rendition of the Treasure mm-hmm. Island story. Mm-hmm. Going into the bracket. Yeah. Um, which I think is such an additionally (laughs) funny wrinkle that this is Disney's third take on the treasure Island formula. Cause they They also pitched it three times. That's like like crazy. Like they like try to pitch this and no one wanted to pick it up. Uh, This is like an idea that was like dead in the water for a long time. It was in production. Hell it it Um, was um, it to my knowledge, it turned into like a one for, or like three for you, one for me situation. Um, Mm -hmm. For the two directors yeah um yeah it, it's uh, it's just such a a fantastic version of this story i love the setting i think the world building is really really cool i think it's visually stunning right um there's a lot to like here and man are these alternate universe space pirates rad yeah i i mean that's i, I probably just to jump into my the my uh opinion on it like having space pirates rad and i i'm a sucker for the story of treasure island but i'm a sucker for turning it on its head as mm-hmm. we'll see, you know, when we go forward in the bracket. But like, I, <laughs> I love, I love space pirates. Like, I thought this was so fun. I love a good sci-fi. And I think as a kid, and I watched this where I was like, you know, this was a, a really cool age of Disney for me. I thought they took a lot of chances that like people like now, but people didn't appreciate then. Like Atlantis was in this like time frame, uh, mm-hmm. and that's a great fucking movie as well. But um. You know, it, it, it's they, they took chances on really, really cool things. And I think Treasure Planet is indicative of that. And I think it's like super fun. Like it has like a good time, you know, post 9-11 sure. movie 2002. Wow. Yeah, that's it. it it's that's really, all. really colored by that post 9-11 world yeah. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but to, to jump ahead, um, to take my ship back. Arr, um, yar, yar, classic, pirates. classic Jack Sparrow of you. We never uh, we get the ship. Come on. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl. This movie follows or is really our, our first great introduction to one Captain Jack Sparrow, um, along with the rest of the lovable cast of these movies, Will Turner, Elizabeth Swan, etc. As they go on a roaming adventure through the Caribbean to break a blood curse on some Mayan gold and get back the Black Pearl, basically. There's some spooky skelly pirates this time around. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so essentially, as far as why I picked this movie, um, I think it is such a great pirate film. Um, it sets up the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise so, so well. And I think that was one of the coolest things in going back and rewatching this after just watching the second one um, for the show was getting to look at all the threads that they set up. Um, yeah. And then additionally, the fact that this was like a Disney ride yeah. that they turned into this universe and story, which is yeah. very cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's just, I think, such a, a fun movie to watch. Um, and outside of some of the goofy CGI skeletons, um, visually <laughs> holds up pretty well as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which is even like more credit to like the second one, how how, how they stepped up their game. Because like even For watching sure. this one, the- like... Yeah. The Davy Jones crew looks incredible. So like yeah. comparing it is wild. Very yeah. cool. Very cool. Um, Alex, what do you what do you think about this one? I really enjoy this movie. Um, it's really interesting going back and watching it after just watching the second one because I feel like mm-hmm. I never watch oh, it in that backwards. order. Yeah. 
But like the because the second movie does such a good job of making Jack Sparrow look like such an asshole, it justifies the crew like marooning him and like mutinying against him in like such an interesting context. Yeah, it like definitely made me think about different things watching the movie this time. And it like also I always forget how much this first one is like this epic love story. You know, like, obviously, that is the big conceit of the movie. But the thing I think that often overrides it is like, hey, pirates, you know, skeleton Um, pirates, skeleton pirates, because Barbosa like draws so much. And he's he's such such a a, wonderful villain. Barbosa and Jack are such crowd stealers that you forget that Will and Elizabeth are the crux of, you know, what's moving the story. Right. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It still does a lot of the like political and individual like maneuvering that the characters do so well, mm-hmm. I think, in the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's interesting, like looking for that specifically in this as I'm watching it. Um, Jake, how about you? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I love this movie. I, I think I, th- I just every time I think of this movie, one, I appreciate that it go- goes a more spooky route. Like I love like the supernatural take of it that doesn't just feel like, oh, it's supernatural for the sake of being like, you know pirate lore or whatever like it feels spooky and like the the scenes are like you know spooky and they, they lean into that um almost like they're trying to give you that same exhilaration as if you're like riding a ride where like you kind of get scared a little bit but you're like oh like it's still a fun time it, it's it's mainly the gall of this movie like it's literally the gall of this movie that attracts me to it so much like just the fact that it's based on a ride the fact that everyone goes so hard the fact that they put so much effort into it and like while I think the second movie, even though we aren't talking about it, like adds so much and like actually solidifies it. And I think with the context of the second and the third, like it, it brings this one even more into a light for me. But just as a movie, I just think the gall of it is just like phenomenal. I just watched Jungle Cruise. We talked about it a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I, I wanted to bring that up. Yeah, where like you could tell like you can't really repeat this formula. Like, like I guess maybe in a couple of years you might be able to or some shit, but like. I just feel like Jungle Cruise tried what this film did and failed spectacularly. So I don't know what was in the sauce. Well, it's probably Gore Verbinski, it's like, if we're being honest. Something about know? the Pirates of the Caribbean movies feels so authentic. Like, it doesn't feel like a cheesy Disney movie. It feels like its own thing, you know? Yeah. Like, it definitely stands out in Disney's, like, retinue of films, you know? They're also, like, this movie's, like, willing to, like, for Disney, willing to be violent, willing Mm. to, you know, have... Adult (laughs) themes, for sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which I think is part of why it feels so different. And I think that's why the Jungle Cruise comparison is so interesting, is because Jungle Cruise is, like, a super modern Disney movie, you know, mm-hmm. it does not take risks in the same way. It is not willing to go that extra mile. Um, yeah, I yeah. guess that that these movies like there was clear vision put into them. Mm-hmm. Or as we may have said with Jungle Cruise, it was maybe too much vision and they didn't <laughs> there, there weren't enough news. They just <laughs> threw yeah, they just threw shit at a wall and didn't make it cohesive at all. So I mentioned this last week. This is my favorite Pirates of the Caribbean movie. I'm a sucker for the love story. I feel like they do a good job with Will's character feeling very like Princess Bride, as you wish kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm curious, Matt, why you chose this one over the uh, third one? Because I know that you were mm-hmm. kind of going back and forth between which one you were going to pick. Yeah, for sure. So 
I know that I can't remember if you it made it into the cut for the podcast or not, but I know you had said you don't love World's End. It's your least favorite of the three. Whereas I think for me, what I really like about World's End is it has like just one, the legacy of being at the time the most expensive movie ever made. Yeah. It has these like truly incredible set pieces that are pulled off and look They've so built great. so many ships. Like, like that's it's, like it's so much fun to watch, I think. Um, and that was actually one of the things I wanted to talk about with Dead Man's Chest is so many of the set pieces that I associate with that storyline because the arc continues into that movie mm-hmm. are from World's End. I'm like, oh, so many of the fun things I love are from that one rather than this mm-hmm. one. However, I feel Curse of the Black Pearl as a film and as a constructive narrative is probably the strongest of the three of them. And I think that that's kind of what what got me because I, mo- I think this mostly happens into like the fourth and the fifth movies. I think there's quite a bit of flanderization of some of the mm. characters, specifically Jack Sparrow through the rest of the these films yeah um i think will and jack get the worst of it elizabeth i think becomes probably more interesting as time goes on yeah um not to say that the others don't get like interesting layers to them but i feel like this as a self-contained narrative works really nicely Mm -hmm. um and despite my love for the fun set pieces you know that's what won me over no for sure they do a lot of kind of hand waving and fuckery with people's characters in the third one and um and, I think and it's beyond. because they, yeah, well, yeah, just but thinking regardless, about, regardless. regardless of those, uh, this, this first one, I think puts the characters at such a great place for storytelling. Like no matter what, start to finish the conclusion of their characters. And obviously it's not a conclusion. It's just so well-crafted. And so like they, these are characters that I want to remember and I want to know more going we, forward. We get like a complete arc and then it, you know, sets up so much for the sequels to take on, mm-hmm. etc. without it feeling like there are, I like, I obviously lead talk about Will's dad quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but there's no direct implication that he is still alive. You know, I know the Davy Jones locker. Stuff, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that doesn't, it, it is like a nice plot hook. But it doesn't feel like something major unresolved. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like this movie, if it had gone poorly, would have stood alone as a single movie and been fine. You know, like it didn't feel like it needed a trilogy, but it sets you, up a trilogy. Yeah. nicely. Yeah, at a, at totally. a certain point, I mean, like you had to have known this was going to fucking succeed, right? Like at a certain point Gore of the production Verbinski process, on there, like, come it's on. Just like <laughs> you get Mouse Hunt, the ring director on there, you know, um, so let's yeah. talk action sequences because I think sure. we we talked Dead Man's Chest last week how those action sequences are so good. I think mm-hmm. you get some really good ones in this movie. Um like Will and Jack fighting in the the forge room. Yeah. Like that mm-hmm. I think is a really good fight. Um I don't know if I felt it as much in some of the other action sequences. They felt I don't know, a little generic to me. But then I compare that to the like cutting edge 3D animation in uh, Treasure, Planet. Treasure Planet. Like I used to think those scenes of him like flying around on the like space surfboard were the so cool. The space surfboard is very cool. That's a very like cool is, it, You said you used to think. No, no, I think? still do. I don't oh, think okay. it is as <laughs> visually stunning as I always thought it was. But mm-hmm. like it's still... I mean, I think it holds up a fair amount. It, I it's agree. fairly pretty. Yeah, no, I think in Treasure Planet, the action sequences, the big two that I think are super well done or draw the most attention. There is the, I don't know what the proper word, but like the meteor situation slash formation of the mm-hmm. black hole that they run into mm-hmm. um, and the 
death of one Admiral Arrow, mm-hmm. which just has there's so much cool world building going on, like the every like everyone tying themselves down so they literally don't get pulled away by the like competing gravitational force is such a fucking awesome cool. plot detail. So cool. Um, and then finally, the climactic sequence inside the treasure planet, as um, it turns out, Captain Flint sent his whole planet to self-destruct. Um, and you've just got droves and droves of gold getting sucked into Flint the molten core um, oh, so as good. Jim sails his way on his little uh, rocket surfboard to to change the portal so they can all escape. It's just like, you know, they're, they're different flavors of action sequence between these two movies. Um, but I think they hit their uh, their flavors of action really nicely. Yeah. Um, I do think one of the things that holds back Pirates of the Caribbeans is a lot of the action when they're like fighting the skeletons, I think looks a little bit janky just because the CG on the skeletons is a little bit janky. Right. Um, but I do think like when, you know, like the final battle where they're all in the cave. Um, I think I've, I was going to note I the final that, battle. That, it's very it's creative enough and the stakes are high enough story-wise where like I'm invested and I think that's a good fight. But I yeah. will also say with Pirates, it's interesting because I think the series and it's like, you know, the first one like is so successful because like, yes, the action sequences are one thing, like you want the adventures and I think overall action sequences are better in other movies. But part of what makes it good is also Captain Jack's like wittiness creativeness to like get out of things like the whole like escaping and cutting ropes to propel mm-hmm. himself this way do it that's also technically like an action sequence like yeah, there's a lot sure, of choreographed definitely. stuff there and that's really impressive to me like it felt like they got really creative with how to craft an action sequence where like jack's not fighting anybody he's fucking running away and like i think that's really really smart and clever and like shows the resourcefulness of pirates in a really, really interesting way. And I think we get to see his resourcefulness in a way. This goes to like the Flanderization in the sequels where like it's like very believable levels of resourcefulness. Mm-hmm. Like we can, you watch him sleight a hand the coin yeah. in the end sequence. Yep. You you like they set up these things really nicely so you can put them to get like you could feasibly come up with these plans yourself, which I think is mm-hmm. always like a badge of success in forming these types of sequences. Mm-hmm. Something that. Um, I wanted to bring up earlier um, about these two movies because Jake was talking the the I know I touched on it a little bit for Treasure Planet, but Jake was talking the world building and Pirates of the Caribbean and they basically took this Disney ride and blew it outward and created this whole universe. I just, again, want to double down and applaud um, Treasure Planet for its world yeah. building like super um, creative idea, super creative idea. They they followed this idea where they wanted like I think it was like the 70/30 split of like Victorian era um aesthetics mixed with like futurist technology which brings together this like super beautiful collision of like history and futurism mm-hmm. um that they pull off so so well in a world that I think like it it feels real enough to be like actually lived in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that these you know feasibly that these are like real yeah. lives for these characters that exist. What I like so much about it is there's like the genre steampunk, right? But this I don't know if it fully fits into that because I feel mm-hmm. like it goes like you get more of the future tech in this than you do like cool gears and things. You do get some of that, but like. I don't know. It feels really unique to me because I feel mm-hmm. like you get steampunk in a lot of things, but you don't get this. And I really like it. Jake, what yeah, were no, you going to say? I was going to say, well, like that whole, I, I really love it when like 
futurism one is embedded in classic stories like I, I i think it's so fun and so i forgot the word for it but like just just so fun so inventive and i i love having a future that seems like not like totally sci- like i love sci-fi in general and when it seems like super advanced that's cool too but having the those obtainable futures just where it's like on the cusp of like oh yeah flying ships theoretically that should be like fucking bullshit but something about it feels so real and grounded or it feels like a next step of like, yes, it's like, it's technically forward, but it's also back in a way. Like, you know, they're not having flying spaceships. They have to have ships and like, you know, like shit like that. Like it's mm-hmm. something, something about that's like so tantalizing to me. It, and it, that's, it's also yeah. well thought through, you know, they created yeah. this whole alternative universe setting where, you know, instead of going and braving space, they're braving the Ethereum, which yep. is like space, but it has like, gale force space winds and has breathable air but is still like horrifically dangerous and has black holes and meteor swarms and like doesn't have gravity um it's just such a cool universe um and i i hate that disney tried to kill this movie because they they um they had a planned sequel that just would have been so i mean it's always noted as like disney's failure and these are so interesting to be pinned together because like Pirates of the Caribbean was voted as it's one of Billions. its biggest successes. Like this, this was making more than like Fast and Furious at one point. And that's yeah. one of like the biggest like franchises in the world. And like that's just so cool that these two can be put together. And honestly, like they deserve the same credit for like their world building and the risk they took. It's just it's so crazy that it takes timing to uh because imagine if Pirates of the Caribbean would have been animated. It probably wouldn't have gotten the same love, honestly. Probably not. I don't think so. Can you imagine a universe, though, where Pirates of the Caribbean becomes a one-off and Treasure Planet becomes the series that, like, takes off and then well, they, like, do too many of them? What a be, wild world that would be. be wild. I, I, yeah, I do not I know would be, like, clamoring down. for a pirate. Let, that's And I think that's where my vote kind of lies here. Where, like, if that was the case, I think I would be more gung-ho about like oh fuck pirates really deserves more like attention whenever whereas treasure planet i'm fine with it being a one-off but i like it like i like i like treasure planet enough and like uh, yeah i don't know that i agree with that yeah i i, I would love if it if it had gotten the more that it wanted i feel like they're like we talked um a lot about how great the characters are mm-hmm. set up in curse of the black pearl but i want to put credit for with treasure planet Um, Mm. I feel like the way they spin the narrative of the Treasure Island story is so, so effective in their character work. Mm -hmm. Um, It is. I think that that Jim and Silver's relationship in this one, um, like they have extra time, like the extra time to bond so, so well into what is literally a very true like father son sort of relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, And it, it is so much more believable for me here and why Jim would let silver go at the end given how he saved his life and the actions that silver has taken it just falls together so well because i think their relationship is done just like chef's kiss um is so nice to see on screen mm-hmm. um i think there's so much more they could have done with this universe because it's so cool oh for sure um and so much there I, I think there would be more for these characters to do as well yeah i don't know it's interesting. I just realized I had a thought earlier that I was like, I was going to make a joke about like, well, of course, Pirates of the Caribbean so good. It had so much source material. And then I remembered that Treasure Planet is based off of Treasure Island, one of the yeah. most <laughs> like. Yeah, like like Treasure Planet had more source <laughs> material. They pulled a bunch of shit out of their fucking whatever for the ride. Yeah. It's so interesting because of like, I feel like Treasure Planet 
feels so unique despite being you know a remake of mm-hmm. one of the most retold stories ever it's so interesting just anytime you want to do a remake put him in space man that's all you need to do yeah uh, he, you just do treasure planet in space and suddenly all the kids are going crazy talking about it 20 years later it's either that or you know put some muppets in and you're good yeah, make it out we'll of get to that. We'll get to that one. <laughs> Don't you <laughs> <Please>. worry, Dave. <laughs> um, do we have any any final thoughts before we vote? I mean, I feel like I could talk about these movies for hours. No, they're, they're so fucking I feel like good. there's they're like, great. I, yeah, I have like a laundry list of topics. I feel like you could talk comedy and levity in both of these movies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I've, you know, we talked action scenes. I said, you know, we could continue to dive into the characters. We could talk adaptation. Um, obviously there's a bit more there in terms of, right. Actually, I think there's the really interesting point with Pirates of the Caribbean where the nature of adaptation meant they looped back to the ride and added Jack Sparrow at like they yep. uh-huh. colored one, of, you know, created one of the pirates to be his visage when it was just like a random yep. pirate before a random pirate, which is yeah. like so fun and so cool. Yeah. I, I literally, I have so much I could talk about with these two movies. I think that I don't, you know, I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. It's so tough. I can probably start us off. Go for it. I'll go second while Matthew uh, has an existential crisis. Yeah. Watching Curse the Black Pearl, it kind of, in a weird way, made me realize that the reasons I love it, I think, are from what is established later. Mm. Like, I see Mm. the way that it's sowing seeds in a really good way, but... I think if I'm trying to look at it objectively standalone, I think I like Treasure Planet more as a pirate movie. So I am voting for Treasure Planet. Good. That's good reason. I think that's very, very completely fair. Uh, It's very hard for me to take apart what I think is a really fucking solid trilogy um, and some of my favorite pirate content out there. But I will say, like, you know. Shiver my timbers. This, this man's got some favorite pirate <laughs> media. <laughs> Don't make me start singing. I'll do it. I'll do the whole track. Um, but for me, I still think I lean Pirates of the Caribbean. And it's very close. Like, I, I, I will give Treasure Planet its due. But I think not having at least one vote on, on Curse of the Black Pearl. I don't know how Matthew's going to vote. But, like. I think it's a shame and not giving it credit for like expanding as much as it did. Definitely. So this is a very tough vote for me. However, I'll give a little bit of reasoning and then I, I think I know what I'm going to vote for. So I think similar to Alex, unlike your perspective, mm-hmm. like there is lots to love from the future pirate movies. I think Curse of the Black Pearl as, as like a single packaged narrative is probably like a better story. I'd love to keep it in the bracket. However, part of me feels like gotta put some respect on pirates that don't aren't around water dude you know (laughs) we got so many pirates in the water only space pirate we got going on here and i feel like i you know i want to keep that representation around and also we can talk like the pirates of the caribbean lore characters etc championed on the back of dead man's chest but we can't keep talking treasure planet without treasure we could well those are they're they're (laughs) We'll get there. <laughs> um, we could keep talking Treasure Island. We can keep talking the original novel. If we if we voted Dodgeball in, we could have kept talking about Treasure Island. <laughs> uh, so with that, I think I am going to vote for Treasure Planet. Oof. That's a good vote. That's a good vote. Yeah, I, I like the representation. I like you know I. 
space mm-hmm. pirates. I think it's I think it's a really tough matchup because you know I think any movie going up a Pirates of the Caribbean movie in this bracket is going to have a really hard time because yeah. I think at this point, they're like a blueprint at this point. Just literally, like, <laughs> when you think of pirate movie, I feel like you think of Pirates of the Caribbean. So, so it it is really hard to get past that. One props to us. I think we picked great movies basically throughout this bracket, which makes picking so mm-hmm. hard. Two. I think in the future we should do like a mini Pirates of the Caribbean bracket. Oh, yeah. We have um, so much to talk definitely. about. Yeah, I, I, I feel like we've realized that there's just too much here and it's got to be let out the cage sometime. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> um, especially whatever deep seated things we feel about the fourth and fifth movies. Yeah. And hey, they're making another one with Margot Robbie instead of Johnny Depp. What? They announced wow. that. Yep. Interesting. Cool. I mean, I'll still I'll watch it. I'll watch it. No Jack Sparrow. What if they, if what if they got Gore Verbinski to if come back? If they got Gore Verbinski to come back. If they got back, Gore Verbinski to come back, I would nut my pants right now. Right. Um and I want I want it to be connected in like some very tangible way. Like I want Margot yeah. Robbie like, to play. Like Nathan Lane like, shows up and he wants to get it. <laughs> <laughs> um with that treasure yeah. plan in advances, uh Alex, do you want to go ahead and introduce Hook? I sure can. We'll leave best for um, last. <laughs> Peter Banyan, played by Robin Williams. Oh, I guess I could, I should save the movie. This is Hook, released in 1991, directed by Steven Spielberg. Um, Peter oh, Banyan, played by Robin Spielberg. Williams. So did I when I was watching it, actually. Uh, Robin Williams plays adult Peter Pan. He's a big business boy, uh, an attorney, uh, doing work and doing things. And he is all grown up, but in a bad way. And he's... Um, not there for his family. And uh, when his kids are kidnapped, he has to go back to Neverland, become the Peter Pan he used to be, and defeat Captain Hook, played by Dustin Hoffman. So fun. Yeah. I was trying to think of a third pirate movie. <laughs> and I thought of this movie, and I hadn't seen it in years and years and years. And I remember really liking it as a kid. And I thought, this is a good opportunity to watch a movie that Robin Williams was in. Um, Because I am just a sucker for so much of his work. So that's why I pitched Hook. What, uh, Jake, what do you think of this one? Um, Yeah, I I remember Hook was always on. You know, I remember like consistently either my brother or sister, mom or dad, like they they would Hook. Like, I, I know I've seen Hook a lot of times when I was a kid. And I think Robin Williams is like fucking one of the most charming people on the planet. Like, like very, very good. Like it, it, no matter what, like, even if I feel like he gives in a bad performance, I feel like I still, he's just so fucking endearing. That's the power of Robin Williams that you get. I just, I I felt that there are fun parts of this, but I don't know if it's they're they're fun because they're good or is they're fun just because they're fun. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> does that make sense like, like I, that's just how i feel about this movie and it's not that it's inherently bad like i still had a fun time but i just feel like you know this is fun i don't necessarily know some of it is really yeah. cheesy it's like re- to the point where like i don't think it's it's something i want to talk about when we verse but like we'll get into it like the cheese versus the purposeful like camp satire of it all but you know whatever we'll get into that Matthew, what do you think of Hook? I took an obscene number of (laughs) notes about this movie. (laughs) My brain is so filled with thoughts. I have probably seen this before. (laughs) I wow, uh, it's 
if I haven't, it was like 20 years ago that I saw it. <laughs> I was I was watching this with someone, and as we're approaching the end of it, they're like, doesn't Rufio die? And I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> and then like literally the next scene rupio dies i'm like are you fucking joking like my grasp so is just funny. so tenuous on this plot like the large elements like peter pan a big goes back like that i'm like yeah right. yeah i know this movie and i'm like what the heck is happening mm-hmm. yeah i had fun with it though but i think i am super in the same boat as jake of like was this fun because it was good <laughs> Oh yeah, no, definitely, definitely in the right. same boat as you guys. Like I, yeah. I remember enjoying this movie a lot. I had a time watching it this time. I have, I, like, I have so many thoughts. Um, but yeah. but we'll we'll get into it. Um, Jake, do you want to introduce your movie? Yeah, the I'm so movie. Ready. Listen, my little nasties. I I love y'all. As as you probably know, I know a lot of movies. There's a really fun story, you know, about about, you know, movies and why I love whatever. We'll get into it after I introduce this. But um, I'm pitching one that I hold most dear. It's Muppet Treasure Island, 1996 by Brian Henson of the Henson family. Uh, yes, I can acknowledge, unfortunately, he also did Happy Time Murders. So I'm going to get that out of the way. All right. <laughs> so Matthew doesn't bring it up and break my heart. Because uh, <laughs> he was planning on his little demon, demon eyes. Look, this is a rework of like the same Robert Louis Stevenson's classic tale, Treasure Island. It, but instead, it's the Muppets take to the high seas in a swashbuckling adventure in search of buried treasure. And who are they with? Who is Long John Silver? Tim fucking Curry. This movie, uh, I had it on VCR, and it was it was a double VCR. It had Muppet Treasure Island and Fifel Goes West on the other side. Um, I know, I don't know why they had the sequel to uh, American Tale on it, but they did. And um, I, I just, I love this movie. It makes me cry every time. At the end, there's something about it, like, immediately pulls me back to childhood. Even watching it, whenever I rewatch it, I just always find new, like, things that I think are so funny. I love Muppet humor. I, I think, like, they- they're so clever. I think the songs are genuinely very, like, good, very, like, you know, like, well-written. Um, they even do a cover of a famous ballad, you know, with Miss Piggy and Kermit, like, above, like, a cliff. They almost, like, dropping to their deaths. It's, like, I just, I remember being, I, I literally, there's a story where, like, I was watching it for the first time, and I'd already loved the Muppets before, and where they were showing the pirate, uh, captain for the first time, and the old man comes out, and they were building it up, so I thought it was Kermit, and apparently I was like, no, the old man, like, I was booming the, the TV, and then all of a sudden Kermit came out and I like was like seriously, like, yeah, Kermit is a captain. Um, and then when uh <laughs> Sam the Eagle uh dust off the ship, he's like, he's furious. <laughs> so like you have to walk the plank. I just I, look, I could go on and on about this movie. It's very near and dear to my heart. Like I get so emotional talking about it. And honestly, I'm just really happy that I finally got to share this with the two people that I love sharing things with uh, movies and stuff. So I'm excited to hear what they say, even if they hate it. Uh, so, uh, you know, Alex, you can go first. 
How do you sure. like the magnum opus that is Muppet Treasure Island? So I had never seen Muppet Treasure Island before. I actually have not seen a lot of the Muppet movies, but oh man, they're so charming. I love how in the beginning when they do the credits, they say like Kermit as Captain Smollett yeah, and like yeah. Sam the Eagle as Mr. Arrow. Like that's so charming. It's so fun. Yeah. Um, I had a really good time. The like opening song for this movie is so good. Dude, and the ending where he shoots. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm in it. It's really fun. Um, I had a good time. There are things that I was disappointed by. (laughs) Right. Right. But for the most part, I can overlook them. Because the but, charm of the Muppets. But I did have a really good time. I'll say, I'll just throw it out there now. The one thing that I was kind of disappointed by was, Jake, you're going to be so sad when I say this. I'm going to be so sad. Tim Curry in the action sequences, because they're like so the steadfast leg, yeah. on the leg, he like really doesn't move around much. And <laughs> right. I would have just loved to see him like doing a bunch of stuff. Um, yeah. Like fighting for me. More. I could totally agree. So I'm going to be on defense mode for all of it. Uh, You're going to have to excuse it. I'm so sorry. I totally, I do agree, but I think what makes it so good for me and why is it one of my favorites is because Tim Curry, he's had like interviews agnostic about this. He genuinely believes the Muppets are real and he is acting with real like figures and real people. And like, you could just tell. Oh yeah. You could tell like he generally, like when he kisses Miss Piggy in that scene, that was improv. He just was like, (laughs) I I have to kiss her. Like he just kissed Miss Piggy. And like, that's just like his charm enough to interact with him. I thought like it like overlapped his, like he couldn't move. And like, that's, Mm -hmm. you know, realistic also. He just couldn't fucking move. He had a peg leg. You know, well, and like he's so fun to watch. He's such a great performer. Yeah. Like I love the way he speaks. Um, every line that comes out of his mouth is like butter. Look what a cannonball took off me, <laughs> <laughs> Matt. It. Matt, how about you? What do you think? Yeah, so I think this might be the first Muppet movie I've seen. Obviously, I've got quite a bit of familiarity Yo. with wow. the Muppets. Yeah, I don't know how I've dodged every Muppet movie. <laughs> Um, oh, wait, I, no, I've seen Happy Time Murders. No, yeah, you have. You <laughs> <bastard>. <laughs> um, well, you can uh, for sure say that this movie is better than Happy oh, Time God, Murders. Oh, God, yeah, no, much better. <laughs> this movie, for like the first two thirds, is like good, probably even above average. And then you get to the final third <laughs> from like professional pirate onward. Like everything yeah, before, I'm like a little mid on like, it's like good. I'm like having a good time. I'm cruising. That final third dude goes so hard. Yeah. It's so good. (laughs) Um, It's just so much literally like from that song, literally from the start of professional pirate onward, I'm like, once they get to the island, once they get to the island, it's fucking like a hundred, a hundred percent. You get Miss Piggy's big introduction. You get the Mm -hmm. fight scene. You get them reclaiming the boat. Yeah. Like you get the dangling over the cliff's edge. It's just so many good things. So many things to love. Yeah. I don't want to say a movie carried by its final act, but it's elevated by its final act. Mm, well, sure. it's wild because usually it's the other way around. Like usually the final act is what disappoints they, they people. They trip in the last the end yeah. zone, so to speak, or some. No, I think they sprint metaphor. towards such a good thing. I mean, I just think the bits are so strong. Like you have like Rizzo the Rat, how they made it uh, 
him be in this movie was to have a tourist attraction in every like little part. <laughs> They'd be like skiing in the background like or so be like, oh, this humor. is the set of Puppet yeah. Treasure Island. Which like, yeah. most of the best of the meta jokes come in that final third. Yeah. Yeah. You've got them like the dinner and a meal. Like they're like, oh, yeah. this dinner time <laughs> show. You've got the joke about this is the set of Muppet Treasure Island. Like even the meta jokes from the rat tourists are the best in the final third. Yeah. Yeah. With that said, it, it's going up against Hook, um, <laughs> a movie <laughs> I've got so many thoughts about. So sling some at us, man. Um, yes. I, you know, I'm going to come out the top with a big one. Why, why hook? Why the movie kind of a little bit horny? <laughs> One of the first things Peter says when he sees tiny Tinkerbell is like, you got nice legs. Yeah. 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 Like, why yeah. that? He, he, I he mean, s- smooches several mermaids. He nearly makes out with Tinkerbell. Yeah. Like, what's going to be fair, on? Muppet dude? Treasure Island is also fairly horny. Oh, he porks that pig, dude. Like he put they always talked about like, oh, like I used to be with him. This piggy's like, oh, log John. Like just, Hook is not the movie I would have thought. Um yeah, which is Muppet not Treasure like, Island is yeah, they're gonna be horny. You but. see Miss Piggy and it just does things to us. And that's not like a condemnation of Hook, it's just a genuine question. And I wanna parlay this, like Set up, hey, set up premise, rules. set up premise, movie horny to the reason that he leaves Neverland <laughs> for the first time. He is he's living forever. King of the Lost Boys, an army of child soldiers, which we'll talk about. I've got a lot of <laughs> thoughts about that. too. <laughs> King of the Lost Boys. <laughs> and he keeps coming. He's like, yo, Wendy, how you been? Where you at, girl? How things going? And. Peter Pan, who's been, I don't know, 13 since the 1800s or whatever, when Tinkerbell kidnapped him. Another thing I've got thoughts about. <laughs> he did not go. He did not get lost. He was a baby. Yeah, wait. I love the story. I love when he's telling the story and he's like, and then I ran away. And it's just like a baby in a stroller wheeling away. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Anyway, circling back, circling back. King of the Lost Boys. He he, he comes back. He's like, hey, Wendy, you, you good? You up? And Wendy's like, I have a family now as they pan to her sleeping daughter who's in the same room where they're having like a full volume conversation who's 13. And it's like Peter's literal sexual awakening that causes him to stay. He's like, I'm going to marry your 13 year old daughter, Wendy, when I grow up too. Yeah, it's like he got to Neverland right before puberty hit. And then so every time he went, he left Neverland, he got a little bit older. And (laughs) eventually, eventually, it's just like a little bit by a little bit. He got to the point where it was like Uh, a boner. Yeah, like. (laughs) And, and you know they they and it's like something they want to emphasize of like oh no yeah that's and it the gives thing them, they gives emphasize them the thimble. On it. like it's like yeah. the starting sequence of the movie it's like oh the scene with the kiss and the thimble and it's like I think meant to be a cute moment like I know I want to marry this woman even though we're both thirteen well I think I think what they're trying to do is to be like even though Peter was a lost boy and had the thing of like I won't grow up like he's seeing Wendy grow up made him realize oh I want to grow up. And like, he this is the person I want to grow up with. for the first time and was like, went wild. We could say that. Like, it's true. Like, can we talk like, about, um, he also, last thing, 
kisses the sleeping 13 year old. Like I get you're also 13 because yeah. time's, I don't know, frozen or something, but like you've been alive for like 200 years, dude. Still like weird, what are you dude. doing? Still weird. Uh, if still I weird, am I Grandma Wendy, I'm weird. batting that motherfucker away. Especially <laughs> yeah. a tiny caveat. I, I know you want to, I know you want to say something else, Alex, but I, a tiny caveat, the novel uh, uh, of which <laughs> the movies are all based on, not this one, but the original Peter Pan story. Uh-huh. Peter treats Wendy like his like mommy wife. He wants yep. her to be mother He's to all waifu. the lost boys, but thing, also yeah. like we, we do pretend parents for all the lost boys too. So like mommy wife. So it's like such a weird dynamic that he's like mommy wife. Now that mommy wife has baby, I want to marry baby. Like what do you, what is going on here? Dude, the whole story of Peter Pan is just like a whole it's pretty weird. nightmare. Yeah. Like, it's, it's pretty like, terrible actually. <laughs> it's so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Go, but go back to your thought. So it was weird watching this movie. When I was rewatching it, I forgot that it came out in ninety one. Like I was thinking that it yeah. came out at the end of the nineties. Pre pre nine eleven. Yeah. And you can really colored it. it. Um yeah. but they like gave Maggie Smith makeup and stuff to make her look older, right? I think I assume they did. But yeah, probably. like compared I could I could yeah, probably. I watched Downton Abbey, so I've seen her a lot as a real old woman. And so it was like really <laughs> off putting to me. To, to like have her be an old yeah. to have her be an old woman, but not the right old woman. That's so interesting. I never really thought of that. Like looking back at like actors who played older people and got aged makeup, and then watching them be old acting. That's like yeah. that's weird. That's weird. it was really weird. Um, yeah, also, this is uh, Gwyneth Paltrow played young Wendy, and this was like her yeah. second appearance in film ever, which is like absolutely wild that it was which this is movie. A, a, a condemnable offense. This is, yeah, this is how she <laughs> got the idea for the candle, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, this is all where Goop started. Um, this is all where Goop started. <laughs> I want to talk pirates, obviously. We've talked yeah, a little yeah. bit about Tim Curry as lead pirate. So oh good. God. So great. So charismatic. Dude. However, Hook. The the titular character. Yes, Dustin Hoffman's hook is also fascinating to me. <laughs> mm-hmm, I love mm-hmm. the way that you said that. Right. <laughs> like, I think generally it's like a fun acted role. There's a lot of like very funny moments, um, mm-hmm. especially his interactions with his um, his first mate. Smee. Uh, Smee are like generally pretty funny. But like, I guess like broader implication questions. I know you're fighting with the Lost Boys, my guy, but you're like killing literal children on the regular. The kids talk about killing the pirates, though, so it's like back and forth. Yeah, we'll talk the child soldiers in a second. Sure. But but like, I don't know, dude, there's this weird. Okay, there's the climax. They're battling. It's like a final showdown between Peter Pan and, and Captain Hook. And Peter's kids are like, we want to go home. And he's like, you know what? I will leave this man who just killed a child six minutes ago. <laughs> I will leave him alive, if not for a s- terrible stroke of fate. What's up with that? Why well, this why movie? Are, this why movie so does a lot of wave child killing. It does some very interesting and questionable things. So one, don't fully know why it's called Hook. Um, <laughs> like obviously, Captain this. Hook is the like, villain. Look, I get it, but like. You didn't do anything interesting with Hook. Right. I mean, I guess you get more of Captain Hook in this than you do in, like, the Disney Peter Pan cartoon, whatever. Sure. But I think it also then raises a question at the end where he wakes up on the street and Smee is there, but he's Mm -hmm. just a British person. 
Mm-hmm. So it like kind of like questions what's thing. real. Yeah. Like, did this guy just like totally a like night out? Yeah, drunken night out goes and seals some marbles and then comes back home. But like, here's the thing: if he did, he fantasized about killing children. Like, no, he fantasized well, about children being killed around him and him not caring. He- he uh, fantasized about having an army of child soldiers. Yes. yes so yeah. there's the moment where they've got the suiting up for action scene where all the lost boys are putting on their like bamboo armor. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, these are children going to fight men who have literally been joking all movie about how much they enjoy killing kids. Well, so it's killed kids. So that's where I think you really see the, the pre nine 11 influence because <laughs> it's, it's still got world war two in the brain, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sending them out. And the fact that Peter, Peter, you know, lived a regular yeah. life, raised children, has kids the same age as the lost boys. And he's like, I want you guys to fight and die for me. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's no. such a wild concept that like this movie espouses and is like fully okay with him going mm-hmm. back to his life, knowing that he got Rufio killed. And I don't think he gives a second thought to it. I don't think he loses sleep. Yeah. And meanwhile, the only one who died up treasure Island was dead Tom, you know, <laughs> and he was dead. Tom. <laughs> you shot dead. Tom. <laughs> um, like, it's just, I don't know. There's just like, oh, um, I know I, I, I feel like I just have so much to talk about with Hook and I want to, I, I know we barely talked about Muppet Treasure Island. I know that 70% of this has just been me talking. No, I'm, um, uh, it's, it's feeling good for me. Honestly, <laughs> another, another big one. The less we talk about Muppet Treasure Island right now, the better. <laughs> another, another big one I want to talk about. Uh, there'll be two things. One's going to be another <laughs> funny one. And then the next one's going to be like a character questioning one. Yes. Um, the pirate baseball dude. Hell yeah. yeah. Two things on that. So we had two things, two things sub sub nested. Um, one, <laughs> they seem to have a concept of what the rules of be- baseball are for pirate baseball, where you're allowed to shoot people. Which yeah. Is crazy. Kind of fun. Um, <laughs> and two <laughs> fictional baseball settings. Twilight Vampire Baseball versus Hook oh, Pirate Baseball. I mean, oh, you don't so have tough. the best the best song to go with Twilight. The Twilight Baseball had like, come on. What if we put Twilight that song baseball. here? You know, would it would it change Ooh, the emotions? If you put the song. Yeah. What if we just oh, swap the audio? Supernova, right? Yeah, I think so. That sounds right. If you put that song in in Hook, um, Hook would be now at a twelve percent at Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Wait, is, is it that low? <laughs> I actually have no idea. I think Hook is like at a twenty percent. That's so good. The steal his children plotline and make them love you is a very interesting <laughs> idea um, to which Hook seems to actually begin to feel some parental feelings towards pa- Peter's son. Maybe it's somewhat unclear. I just think they all need to go to therapy. Like, I genuinely think they all need like a heavy dose of therapy. I think I think Peter definitely needs to go to therapy because this is all in his But his head. children are recounting the same yeah. story, you know? And That's okay, true, wait, right. circling back. I know I said two, only two things, but I got I had an additional one. The kids show back right, up. They right. fly in through the window. <laughs> the mother's been sleeping there waiting. Like the police had been called. It's been like five days implied. Yeah. Why does she one like not question how her kids got there? Like I get you're happy to see yep. them. She didn't, she but, didn't like, give throw like one or two questions in there. Two. Neverland magic. Peter also goes missing. And 
she's just like sleeping in the ki- like the guest bedroom, hoping the kids so, show back up. Okay, this is why yeah. I don't think that the stuff on Neverland but actually. They call the police because Where were the kids. Right, exactly. No, so I think Peter got really drunk, found the kids somehow, and was like, "This is what happened." And then passed yeah. out outside, and it actually wasn't three days. It was like 24 was, hours. Yeah. I, I was going to say, I don't think it actually was three, five days. I think he just got fucked up and said a story drunk, and, and then and here Peter we are. He watched a man kill a child and just was like, hey, I'm going to Maybe that's what it games, is. Maybe Leave you to get killed by animals. And yeah. he, As long as he has his mommy wife, then you know he doesn't really care. <laughs> yeah, it's insanity. Uh, last thing, I feel like I've unloaded. This has just been like rapid fire. Matthew's thoughts on no, Hook. you you literally eased all my anxiety about <laughs> having Leopard Treasure Island um, in a bracket. So most of those things I previously brought up, for the most part, are like pretty funny and, and like it's like I don't know, like the child soldier concept, so wild that like I can't help but laugh at it. They open up very early on. When he's come back to London and sees Wendy again, when he's like, Peter, you've become a pirate. And (laughs) what I feel like the movie's trying to set up is the idea that like adults and pirates are one in the same concept because like Mm. you lose like the lost boys lose their childhood and become like pirates. And he's Mm -hmm. done the same arc. But like it's like they bring it up then. And then they never really touch it again. Yeah, because why would you want to, you know, have themes, have themes? Why would you want to double down when you could have child child uh, soldier? You, you could horny, have horny. You could have Rufio getting killed and then everybody forgetting about it six minutes later. But that's just the reality of child soldiers. You know, they live in the face of that's conflict. True. They live and they die. Guys, yeah. I'm going to say yeah. it. I'm going to say it, guys. I think this movie does Rufio dirty. Oh, it does Rufio so dirty. <laughs> Dude is like the kick flipped kick flip child soldier king and then this grown ass man shows back up and is like nah give me my sword and my title and then rufio's and like, my tights <laughs> yeah and his tights and rufio's like i want to win back the appreciation of my fellow child soldiers by my valiant combat and he gets stabbed by a grown man and then everyone forgets <laughs> about it just had like a worse arc he's like a worse james norrington <laughs> in the pirates yeah dude that's yeah. what it is Yep. James Norrington is like the Chad Rufio. <laughs> also, what's up Chad with the little Rufio. mobster kid who has like <laughs> yeah. a Jersey accent? Some <laughs> of the kids, some of the kids in this movie are not good. I mean, hey, they had a Marlon Brando pirate in Muppet Treasure Island. Yeah, but that's like that's like uh, we know. But that's like a well done a joke. joke. Yeah. this so, is yeah. just bad Thank acting. You. Yeah, is no, it they, like I did they you to say more? Pops. Did they? I want to find the script for Hooked. What was the kid meant to be mobster kid? Did I Steven Spielberg decide yeah, or did the 12 year old go, you know what? You know what would really elevate this role, Steven? If I had a bit of an edge to me. Like Steven was sick that day and they had someone else. <laughs> oh, God. Is there. I know we barely talked about Muppet Treasure Island, but I. That's fine. I kind of think it's okay in this situation. Um, yeah. Are we ready to Look, vote? I will talk about Muppet Treasure Island ad nauseum when I get the chance, but I needed, you know, I understand a venting when I when I see one. But my brain just needed to unload, dude. I had so many things swimming around. So I apologize formally. I just Nah, dude. I don't know no. what it was. I, I I got some funny notes about um Muppet Treasure Island, but 
We'll see if I have to hey. save them. We're going to vote. Yeah, who knows what will go next. Jake, uh, why don't you start us off? Look, if it's not very clear, Muppet Treasure Island all the way. Jake, you won't even throw a pity vote to Hook. You know, there's confidence <laughs> no. that it will go nope. through. Nope. That Alex I, and no I chances. are already going to vote for it. No chances because you're a little feral about Hook. So I don't know if like... <laughs> I don't know if you're going to be thinking of Tinkerbell's sexy legs and then all of a sudden be like, no, Hook, Hook, I have to talk more. I've got more things. I've got another page and a half of notes. So many more good notes. <laughs> How do the adults get to Neverland? How do the pirates get there? You know, why are why is every adult on Neverland a pirate? Anyway, Alex, you want to vote? Sure. It was fun to watch Hook again, but I have to vote for Muppet Treasure Island. <laughs> um, you know, I wish Hook was a better movie. <laughs> I'll say that <laughs> it was hook was uh, like it was fun. It was fun. I think it's got so much potential like to be a good movie. Like the Peter Pan story is pretty bad, but like adult Peter Pan returning to Neverland has so much potential to like fix the issues of Peter Pan. And this movie just yeah. like doesn't try to do if that. If they would all. have done it again, like if they would have done that movie, I think with a different writer, same cast, like I genuinely feel like Robin Williams and Dustin Othman are, are well casted, but I think they, they needed they needed an overhaul. There were four writers. <laughs> That's the if issue. That doesn't then. give you some hint as to yeah, what might have been happening. Yikes. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, uh, that leaves me. Um, despite all my feral thoughts, if I formed like a list of movies that were movies that saved the best for last, just like movies that fucking kill their their third act. The child soldiers gearing up and hook is so goddamn cool, dude. That's why I'm voting for Muppet Treasure Island. Wait, guys. Okay, I did some Googling. The um, Jersey uh, Lost Boy, His uh, he's played by James Matteo, who is – he was in a couple things. Almost but, James Marston. Um, the character's <laughs> name is just Don't Ask. Don't ask. <laughs> that's, that's his amazing. lost boy name. That's badass. Um, that's badass. If I if I had a character named be Don't Ask, that's good. That's badass. I like that. So that's it though. Muppet Treasure Island is moving on. Yeah. So coming at you next episode, we've got Pirates in an Adventure with Scientists or Pirates Band of Misfits, both the same movie, um, versus Pirates of the Caribbean, um, Dead Man's Chest. And then in the second half of that episode, we've got Treasure Planet versus Muppet Treasure Island. Battle of the Adaptations. Wow. That's that's going to be a re- genuinely a very good fight. I'm looking forward to that Actually, one. all of them adapted because I believe the characters in Band of Misfits are based on novels. They're the based same on name. a whole yeah, really they're based. On yeah. Wow. Um, so short, that should be a short story. I don't know. Yeah, something like that. So that should be super, super fun. Look forward to that. Beyond that. Uh, make sure to rate and review the show on all your favorite podcasting platforms. I've been told that they help. Um, <laughs> follow us on social media at Tough Cut Pod. Um, I'm willed to say that by an eldritch entity that controls my body when I do these outros. Mm-hmm. Don't ask. <laughs> Don't ask. <laughs> um, it has something to do with Good Burger, I think. Right. And right. who should they share this episode with? Share it with a child soldier. <laughs> <laughs> Ha 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 